It is episode 127 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. I am your host, Adam. I'm the only one you've heard. You don't know who else is on. Fortunately for you, you only missed one answer because that's Steve. Steve is with me. Steve, how you doing? We're not doing mystery episode. No. And also, stop trying to steal my energy, witch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an energy witch. Give me your energy. Energy witch, that sounds like a new song by the sword, but... (laughs) I mean, I'm sure you could tweet them. Let them know. <laughs> Dear the sword. You guys want to think about energy witches. <laughs> we want 10% right off the top. <laughs> Please and thank you. So, it is episode 127. Yes. We're talking coaches. Yes, this is a thing. We, we haven't done a style episode in a while. No. But I kind of came up with this idea after episode 119 with Enix Brewing. I kind of had a hunch Enix kind of pushed you in this direction. Yeah, well, for the longest time, I've been very anti-Kolsch. I don't... Yes, I, I, I did not care for them. I had, like, really bad ones in my early beer drinking, and then I just banned them. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad to see that they're back on the menu. Well, they're only back on the menu to see if Enix was uh, an aberration. Gotcha. Because the Enix one, the Enix Kolsch... Mm-hmm. And you can hear it on the episode, but I found that to be really, really good and really refreshing. So let's continue that and see if it wasn't just a one-off, or maybe it is a style and perhaps your palate has changed. Right. Perhaps it is matured. No. (laughs) Nope. Or maybe it's just October and 80 degrees outside. Nah, I don't think it has anything to do with the weird shit weather either. It's going to change or anything or two. I think it's just... It's just me trying to see if I just had bad coaches beforehand. I have a hunch one of them's going to be good. Yeah. At least one of them. Well, I don't know which one. We'll see. Yes. We'll I, see. I guess we could just find out if the first one hits. We'll see if the first one's good. So, Steve, what is the first beer of the episode? You like that lead in? Yeah, no. It's a little forced. It and, was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it in a second, but (laughs) (laughs) this sounds like something where you're going to have to close the office door behind me. Yeah. We're going to have a, we're going to have a short meeting in a minute as soon as I introduce this beer. Listen. (laughs) Uh, yes. The first beer though is coming to us from the Aviator Brewing Company. They're out of some damn where. Well, no, it's, it's out of North Carolina, but it takes me a minute to pronounce where because it's not common. Charlotte. No, it's not Charlotte. It is a Fuquay Varina. Okay. Yeah. Fuquay Varina, that North Carolina. That sounds like something that the sword could come up with. That sounds like something that should be out of Louisiana. Some Zydeco music, perhaps? Right. That Yeah, that sounds like either a Zydeco band or a style of gumbo. <laughs> or perhaps both. <laughs> perhaps both. I don't know enough of either. Yes. But that's where the Aviator Brewing Company's from, and they are bringing us the Three Bones Kolsch style ale. It is a Kolsch style ale, and that's all they really have. On okay, the, like the the only information I can find about it. Hey, it's a Kolsch. Yeah, is well, they just have a short little story, and that that says Three Bones Kolsch is preferred by pirates everywhere. Again, this is something Louisiana y. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it is a smooth drinking while on the deck. This is an all day beer that allows you to fire your cannons and hit your target. And to keep you from falling out of the crow's nest. 
We brew with high quality barley and hops pillaged from the best fields. Cheers. Right on. 5.2 ABV and 15 IBUs. Okay. Those are a good set of numbers, at least in my personal opinion. Yeah. And still both within the style. So yeah, there you go. Hopefully Heavy Seas does not sue them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't steal the pirate gimmicks. That's gimmick infringement. <laughs> so the the meeting that we're going to have. Yes. Yeah. All right. With, that, with that very force. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll segue, take my lumps. Is it, it very much reminded me of back in the day of Opie and Anthony when they were in the month for it when they would do Jocktober. What the hell is Jocktober? Jocktober is when they would take the time to find the really, really shitty radio shows. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, 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 no. And they they would highlight those radio shows, (laughs) like the really bad ones that were just like interminable to listen to. Mm. Um, They were almost like a parody of themselves. Yeah. Think think like the worst version of B94 in the 90s. (laughs) the worst version of that <laughs> and coming up no i'm not even gonna try yeah no i don't, don't like, want to you get you get like sports guys because like uh, we had bubba yeah that was not the bubba that's on our show right but you know there was another guy named bubba but like you you get guys like rocco mm-hmm. as the sports guy and they're like hey what's up boo-boo? <laughs> yeah they would just like i said they'd just be a parody of i was out drinking all night and i fell asleep watching the big game yeah <laughs> Speaking of what you watched the game last night? No. Okay. You don't even know which game I'm talking about. No, I don't. Do this beer, though. Yes. Let's get back to the Back aviator. to the bones. Just so before we get jocktobered. <laughs> Thankfully, you and Anthony are gone, and they don't cover podcasts. It's only other <laughs> shitty podcasts that cover podcasts. Man. Podcastception. Yeah. I guess. All right. Back to this beer. Kind of looks like a Kolsch. Well, kind of. It's uh, mighty hazy. Yeah. That's the one thing that separates it from not being a complete Kolsch. Right. Yeah. Uh, we will learn in segment two where I'm, I have a full history and profile of this Kolsch. Mm, very nice. And the one thing we'll learn, we, we've we already gone over the IBUs and the ABV. Mm-hmm. Both are within the style. Okay. Uh, the haziness, not within the style. They went a little uh, lopsided there, I guess you could say. Yeah. That's not great. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you have to filter and you have to make it clean. Mm-hmm. Make it look nice. Yeah. On the, uh, the the color, though, I mean, what's it's within the SRM mm-hmm. to, like, Kolsch SRMs go to usually three and a half to four. Fairly light. So, yeah. So, yeah. They, they they nailed that. It's a light straw. I noticed that there wasn't much in the way of, of head yeah. coming through. I mean, they, yeah, there was a little bit when you poured it out, but it, uh, it went away fairly quickly, which kind of makes sense. You're not going to have a big fluffy head like you would with a heffy right. or anything like that. So, that yeah. kind of makes sense. Yeah. On the nose, it smells like a beer. Yeah, it smells like a beer. There, it has a little bit of fruitiness to it. A little bit. And, uh, they, yeah, you couldn't find any information if there were any adjuncts or adjuncts or anything like that. They're I just, don't think there is. They're just saying this it's one. straight up. Yeah, it's I Kolsch. think this is the best they can get, as close as they can get to being a Kolsch. Okay. Although I, I do know that I in my research I found that there's a lot of Kolsch's that are just silly boy time. Oh, everybody. <laughs> just like garbage, yeah. They, everybody just sort of takes that as their base and then just right. throws just silliness. Yes, but there. we'll get into it. Okay, all right, let's get back <laughs> yeah. to this. Let's let's give Aviator their due here. Yeah, let's drink this one. Not bad. No, it's kind of got a... You you said that there was a bit of a sweetness yeah. on the nose. I'm getting that on the taste as well. Yeah, I, I, I said fruitiness. All right. Well, but, I heard sweetness. Right. But I, it kind of translates mm-hmm. to that there is like a fruits, 
a little bit of a fruity sweetness to it, but it's not uh, overpowering in any way. No, I find it quite pleasant, actually. Yeah. And that's actually part of the style, so. Hmm. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so points to the Aviator. Right. It, it's it's really good, though. It's it, easy drinking. It's soft. Again, part of the style. <laughs> and, and I think that's part of the reason why Kolsch's are starting to kind of come back a little bit. Yeah. Is they're just easy drinking beers. You don't have to dissect them. You don't have to, you know, figure them out. Right. You just, just crack a beer and, and drink it. This one, though, is pretty good. Yes. Yes. I, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't need adjuncts, and this is kind of the answer to a, to a pilsner, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like it's very similar in color and smell and taste. This one's just a little bit sweet. Yeah, it, it has more sweetness rather than crispness, right? That you would find with a uh, a pilsner, which I'm agreeable to. Yeah, I'm agreeable to this one too. I'm digging it. I'm so one for one so far this episode. Yes. I might, by the end of this episode, might be turned to Kolsch's. You might be a Kolsch guy. <laughs> I might be a Kolsch guy. I wasn't a Kolsch guy, and when we get into segment two again, mm. I, I think I pinpointed why I wasn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But So you were able to do some self-reflection within your research. Well, I not self-reflection. I just kind of learned about the style, and I learned what can go wrong with the style, uh-huh. and I think I figured out what made me not like them. Gotcha. Especially okay. because, like, the I only drank a few cultures like way early mm-hmm. in my drinking, quote unquote, career. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, but I, I think I nailed nailed down what might have went wrong in the ones that I drank. I'll get into all that later, though. That's Sweet. segment two, segment one. That's news, notes, and neat. Yes, it is. Steve, you want to lead us off? Yeah, as you tend to do. Yeah. So we're talking German beer, yes. obviously, this week. And uh, unfortunately, I'm going to be bringing up a holiday that I don't want to bring up. Is it... Hold on, let me guess. Let me guess. Is it national... Ah, hell, I don't care. Which one is it? It's Christmas. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't want to bring up Christmas this early. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, but, you don't work in retail. Yeah. No, or I, you do work in retail. Either way. It sucks. Nobody should be bringing up Christmas right now. No. Fucking big lots. <laughs> they got their displays out do they really yeah Yeah. fucking big lots uh but there is a christmas gift that you should maybe consider buying now Mm -hmm. and you can buy it now because it released on october 1st what it is though is a brewer's advent calendar so it's an advent calendar yes with beer right Nice. 24 cans of different german craft beer okay all the beer is from uh, craft breweries in Germany that you can't find here. Oh, so this is kind of an exclusive, yeah, sort of thing. Yes, very exclusive. Yeah, yes, very nice. Uh, and it is being sold at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so that's that's both completely understandable right. and completely surprising at the same time. Yeah, somebody is in the in the boardroom saw that and decided. All right, we're going to do this. Yeah. Because we're Costco. Right. It, uh, okay. All right. I, so they, I guess they partnered the... It's coming from this company called uh, Kalia. Okay. Uh, just That's the internet company, and they provide a lot of different boxes. Oh, okay. But I guess Costco might have jumped in and said, hey, we want an early one. 
Okay. So yeah. like, but like this company, they'll do French beers, they'll do Swiss beers, they'll oh, do yeah. German beers. Okay. But they made this really special box of brewer, like brewer specific ones, mm-hmm. because it goes like a step further in that they're also releasing an app with the, uh, oh. yeah, with the advent calendar, and on the app you can rate all the beers that okay. come in the box. Okay. And then they're also going to provide like interviews with all of the brewers. Okay. So you'll get more you'll get more of a story. Instead of just getting twenty four bottles, hope you like it. If you don't too bad. And it's all cans, not bottles. Oh. Just Okay. All right. Well, all right. And it's a bunch of different styles. None of them are Kolsch. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps they should be. Yeah. Uh the majority of them are Hellas's. Okay. Uh couple Heffies in there, one Zwickle. Okay. And two so, Rausch beers. Ooh. Oh. So they're not necessarily just Christmas beers. No, but no. But they are a good variety of German styles. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's, right. it's a variety of German style that, beers. I like that a little bit more, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. Because after about week two of Christmas beers, oh, yeah. you uh, need a break. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> so is this available everywhere? Is it something you have to get online only? or It's available in stores at Costco. Okay. Uh, you can also get it online, I think. All right. From uh from that website possibly okay but it's definitely in costco stores that sell alcohol so not in pennsylvania right <laughs> I, maybe there's a costco in philly that has it, it. no I, I i don't know yeah i don't think so though i, I have no idea I, I don't go to costco in yeah. philly maybe there is a new costco that opened maybe. up and you can so any word on how much uh this uh this will set you back 59.99 oh shit that's not bad at all not too terrible when you consider, what is that, like four six-packs? A case. Yeah, it's four six-packs. But, I mean, mm-hmm. consider what you spend on a six-pack that you pull from, a six-pack you pull from, like, JR's or Vintage. Mm-hmm. Those are usually, you usually wind up spending 20. Yeah. I usually wind up spending 20. Right, <laughs> right. exactly. It, yeah, that's not that bad, especially if it's beers that you know you can't get here. Right, yeah. It's beers that's you the other can't, thing. Yeah, it's beers you can't get anywhere but Germany, right, and in this and box. Costco, <laughs> and Costco. to America, go to Costco. <laughs> yeah, I when I first saw it that like Costco was coming out with beer advent calendar, mm-hmm. I was like, is it just twenty four different Kirklands? <laughs> like, what the fuck? But you know what? I bet you if it was Kirkland's beer, it'd probably be okay. Probably be okay. I like Kirkland stuff. I just wanted to know if they or they were going to make twenty four different styles of Kirkland beer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, all those beers are also brewed within the Ryan Heights Caboot. The core four. Yeah, the old purity of law. Yes. So uh, 15, whatever it was. Right. 88, maybe? Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But Moving yeah. on. Yeah, that's that's what that is. And get it, enjoy it, have a Merry Christmas. If Christmas and if berries and nuts, what was it? If ifs and buts were candies and nuts. We'd all have a Merry Christmas. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you have for news? So, speaking of good to know, uh, we're going to keep it here in the beautiful state of Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. And two of the Pennsylvania institutions are coming together in a collaboration. Gritty and Wawa? No, <laughs> no. If it was, I mean, if it was Wawa and Sheets, now that would be something. That's yeah, not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. No, it is never Hershey's. The, never the twain shall meet. No. <laughs> I wonder if the, I, you know what? I was gonna say if there were any towns with sheets and Wawa. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. there yeah, has to Philly. be. Yeah, yeah it's stupid. Yeah. So two institutions, Hershey's and Yingling. Uh huh. They're getting together. Yeah. They're making themselves a beer. Yeah. Would you like to know what it is? 
I know what it is, but you tell okay. the audience. <laughs> <laughs> They're making a limited edition chocolate porter, mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's chocolate from Hershey's and porter from... You're not going to make a chocolate lager. Eh. I, they, they already make a pretty decent porter. Right. So there's no sense in messing with it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was actually at the the big pour uh, last weekend. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Bobby Nacho, the brewer at 412 Brewery, mm-hmm. was actually commenting on Twitter saying he, he pretty much enjoyed it. So That's, a, a, That's one kind person. of what I heard. I did a little <laughs> bit of research on... Yeah. Uh, research being reddit right <laughs> let's be honest with ourselves here uh and that was kind of the consensus i saw was eh, not bad okay not bad i mean it's not gonna blow anybody's socks off right my i'm okay with that uh it will not be available in cans or bottles well where do you get it well restaurants and bars and it's gonna be tap only that's some bullshit i'm sorry i'm sorry but it will be available in 12 east coast states don't ask me which ones they are because I don't know. This one, uh, New York, <laughs> and New Jersey. Maryland. Maryland, Virginia, maybe North Carolina. Yeah, then yeah, it might skip down to Florida. Uh, maybe. I mean, they've got a cannery down there. I can see, Yeah, I can see some making its way down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So ABV is going to be 4.7%. Okay. Uh, they say that it will pair well with chocolate, barbecue, and cheeses. It's it's yeah it's a porter just in time for Halloween. Ooh, and Don't it. give it to the children. Yeah, I, it's cool. It's, it is. It's. I mean, this is nothing that is going to blow anybody's mind. No. That these these two companies are getting together. I'm honestly kind of surprised it took this long. That's what I was thinking too. Like this this seems like a ten years ago. This is type a, of thing. This, well, and this is a layup. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is something that should have come out at the same time that the stupid-ass Blockhouse series was getting released. Yes, but this would be good. Right. Well, apparently this is good, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, that, like, this should have this should have been competing against Blockhouse. Yeah. Shouldn't, yeah. It, shouldn't it give them that leeway? Should, and shouldn't have <laughs> taken away that shelf space. Yeah. Well, it would now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anybody that can drink anything Blockhouse. <laughs> Uh, not more than one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I could drink one. People can do heroin more than they can drink Blockhouse. <laughs> oh, now I'm just thinking about somebody going out behind the sheets trying to shoot up some Blockhouse, <laughs> and that sounds awful. It's gross. <laughs> Very much so. Let's let's get away from this topic altogether. Yingling, okay. Hershey's, congratulations. I'm glad you're working together. I got to find it, drink it. I'll let you know how, how it goes. Glad you figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Took you long enough. Uh, the other, the ending for the segment is bad news all around. Boo the man yeah this is we're staying pennsylvania local and uh they have instituted attacks that we had been talking about a couple episodes Mm -hmm. throughout the year originally we were talking about a tax that was going to go into effect that was going to affect the retail of uh beer within breweries yes so So direct sales yeah direct sales d to c as we say in the marketing biz Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah okay sure uh it, originally the tax was introduced and it was supposed to go into effect at the beginning of this year mm-hmm. and it was going to be about six percent and everybody in the state said fuck that 
and they fought against it. Rightfully and, so. Yeah. They took the time, and then it was supposed to go into effect in July, and they fought against it again. Still, uh, unfortunately, though, they kind of came to a consensus, and the new tax will has already gone into effect, and it's no longer 6%, though. Correct. It's a weird formula. It is. It is. <laughs> and it's 25% of the original sales tax. Yeah. Like multiplied. So in, in most of Pennsylvania, that's a 6% sales tax. So it's right. an extra percentage and a half. Yeah, it's an extra percentage and a half on all sales that happen at the brewery. Mm-hmm. Unless you live in Allegheny County. Then it's 1.75. Yeah. Or if you live in Philly, it's 2. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jagoffs. Yeah. It, the thing is, it's being introduced as a use tax which makes it different from a sales tax. A sales tax always has to be uh, levied on the consumer. Mm-hmm. So we always have to pay sales tax. Right. The use tax, they can breweries can decide whether or not they make us eat that. However, However if, if you're a small business that can't necessarily take that big of a hit, yeah, it's pretty easy to see where that tax is going to go. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I fully encourage every brewery to just levy it against the customer. Right. And, I, you know, I, it's not their fault. No. Like, they did their best, and it's not their fault that this happened. Uh, there were some interviews uh, between, like, Church and Spoonwood. Mm-hmm. Both of them estimated that it could cost them eighteen to $20,000. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's lost revenue. Yeah. Like, that's... For a small business, that ain't nothing. That's a lot. Right. Yeah, that's a lot. That's not nothing. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see the smaller, smaller breweries mm-hmm. being able to absorb that. You, no, you can't. And even breweries like Spoonwood, which are larger, if they do absorb that, that's going to go, that, that can directly affect their business in a number of ways. Either A, they can't expand. Mm-hmm. B, their employees are going to suffer in that they might not get the raises. Right. They might not get their raises, or conversely, uh, they may not get the tips, get tipped out as well as they should. Yeah, I I saw the thing about the tips, and the tips is like, if they, if you put it against customers, there's argument that you won't get the same tips, mm-hmm. but I think that is directly related to cash. Right. I, I don't know how many people are paying cash at a brewery anymore. I, I've seen it. I've done it. Yeah, well, you're, but yeah, you're very old, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Like you, you know, you throw holy water at PayPal because you think it might steal your soul. It will. So it will. Yeah, Elon I, Musk is evil. But I, I, majority of people don't pay cash, mm-hmm. so I don't see that affecting tips as much. I, I just people are just people, gonna keep using the same old percentage of fifteen percent, right. whatever it was. Well, I mean, that's the tip. Yeah, and even you see most. Like uh, places have the square card mm-hmm. set up, and the, it comes pre-rung up as like ten, fifteen, and twenty percent. Right. So, I just, yeah, I just don't see that happening. You, you might pay you. You're going to wind up paying a little bit more, mm-hmm. but unless you're a cash person, you're not going to be stiffing people on tips. Right. So this is only at breweries themselves, correct? This is not right. at uh, at bars and restaurants. Right. No, because it was bars and restaurants and like giant eagle that were fighting against this or fighting, fighting for, for it fighting for it right yeah. 
yeah fighting for this to happen because it was breweries they weren't paying uh like they weren't paying a retail tax Mm -hmm. so this is their version of retail tax which is why it was going to be six percent which would have been ludicrous yeah Yeah. it just would have been awful yeah that that probably that honestly probably would have wrecked one or two breweries yeah probably would have because they're they're if their operating margins are razor thin Mm -hmm. and then you come in with something like that yeah 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 you would have fucked a bunch of people over yep especially because when you consider so yeah spoonwood church they have some limited distro yeah but then think of breweries that have no distro Mm -hmm. and like you're just taxing them then yeah you're just fucking them yeah like the the law is introduced by bars and restaurants and grocery stores because they're paying extra when they sell their beer and guess who else gets to win on that macros Uh, yeah macros uh ab and bev was on the letterhead so i believe it uh i think i think it was like back in july they're on the letterhead supporting this unfortunately giant eagle was too why why would why would ab and bev even bother with this tax one way or another how would it affect them just because they know it hurts yeah. smaller business yeah exactly that I, I find that to be a very vindictive move yeah it's just petty mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They, that should be that shouldn't even be their fight they shouldn't even be involved yeah you, you'd think they shouldn't care but like because they're on the shelves of grocery stores mm-hmm. they're saying it's uh they're saying the competitiveness of their beer mm. which their beer is already super underpriced right you know like it, suck a dick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not to put too fine a point on it yeah but yeah <laughs> Nah, not to mince words or anything, but suck a dick. You're selling beer cheap already. Right. And then you're complaining because there's tax on your beer that's being sold at grocery stores. The thing is, it's still more expensive at a brewery. Right. Yeah, at a small business. Yeah. 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 It's just it's just meant to hurt small business. And, you know, like it's already been said multiple times, you're, level, you're leveling like thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make it hard for these businesses to expand doing right. that. It doesn't, and that's why I also said it's okay for any brewery to just put it on the customer. Mm-hmm. Nobody should feel the need to keep that away from the customer mm-hmm. because it, it doesn't really add up for us the same way it does for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I already mentioned it's eighteen to twenty thousand dollars a hit for breweries like Church, right? Versus us, where it'll be a buck or two, right? Yeah. O- o- over the course of a year, mm-hmm. like a buck maybe 10 bucks yeah. who knows depends on how much you drink right. <laughs> yes it's small but i still don't want to pay it yeah no nobody wants to pay taxes right fuck the government mm. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to be on a watch list so i can't agree that's why you're on the other side of the table <laughs> this side of the table fuck the government i'm gonna stay on this side i'd say that side of the table is eh, careful with that sort of thing <laughs> i'm uh i'm gonna be a law-abiding citizen i'm gonna pay my taxes do the speed limit law-abiding citizen with Ger- gerard butler yeah he was not. No. That's the twist. <gasps> he was not a law-abiding citizen. <laughs> he killed people in Pittsburgh. So yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to agree with that part. But what I am going to agree with is your assessment of this aviator three bones coach. I like it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, it's like when we get these simple styles, it's a simple beer, and it's it's a simple answer. It's very it's very drinkable. Mm-hmm. That's I mean that's all there is to it. It. You don't find terrible amount of hop flavor on it, but you're not supposed to. Right. There's no wackadoo adjuncts in it. 
There can be, though. Yeah. And there's n- there's no flaws in the beer either mm-hmm. outside of the haziness. And honestly, if you're going to poo-poo a beer because it is a, it looks a little hazy, yeah. you grow up. Yeah, pretty much. You grow up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's, the, it's the only actual flaw in the beer, but it doesn't change the drinking experience. No, not at all. So. Nope. it's a good beer (laughs) on Steve's poop noises let's take a break so far I'm one for one I'm being turned towards the Kolsch side yes let's hope that continues in segment two we'll be right back First Sip Brew Box is a -a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com. Com. Thank you to our sponsors for whatever it was that we played right before this. It's first sip brew box. Always is. Never changes. Always will be. <laughs> when they're a multi-billion dollar corporation, we're still going to have them on the podcast. Well, of course, when they're a multi-billion dollar co- corporate pip. When they got money, they can pay us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I like to think at some point in time, you'll become part of the communications department there. Then I'll pay myself. There you go. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just cut yourself a check. That's right. I like it. <laughs> but yes, when they are a multi-billion dollar corporation, I'll ride those coattails. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm in on that. Yeah. So this is episode 127. Uh, there were 126 before this, plus a few extra. Check them out. They're all good. Uh, HopNationUSA.com. But right now, we are worried about coaches. Yeah. And our next one is... is the New Belgium Passion Fruit Kolsch. Okay. There you go. Heresy. <laughs> I was told that between segments. It's heresy. That I should not have bought this. It's not that you shouldn't have bought it. I'm just saying it's heresy, and you'll find out why. Okay. It's well, important to the segment. Okay. So this was well played for us. Yeah. So good job, us. Yes. The New Belgium Passion Fruit. Guess what it has in it? Passion Fruit. Passion Fruit. 4.3% A. B V. I don't know about the IBUs. Um, I'll try to find it during the segment. Sure. It's going to be good. Okay. Or it won't. Or it won't. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we haven't had it yet. <laughs> There's one way to find out. As a person who doesn't drink Kolsch's, this is all new territory to me. <laughs> I got to say, though, I like this can. This looks. This is a very poolside can. It's poolside. It's elegant. I will say, though, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it looks very golden road. It kind of does. <laughs> it, it could be easily mistaken for a golden road. However, I'll say that it, it's not going to be golden road. So due to the magic of editing, I was able to find out what the IBUs of this was. Yeah. 13. Okay. Lucky 13. All right. There you go. Still still pretty much kind of in the style. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, looking at this beer, it is completely clear. Much, much clearer than uh, what Aviator had. Yeah, very obviously filtered. <laughs> but again, that shouldn't really matter if that's, should, should if be, that's the, the bad thing of the beer. If that's, that's all the, I'm saying. Yeah, if, if that's the bad thing of the beer, it doesn't matter because it doesn't change the taste that much. Right. However, for the style, yes. bad. Yes. <laughs> bad when it's not filtered. Mm-hmm. New Belgian, although they've committed other acts of heresy. Which we will get into in this segment. We'll get into. Uh, they made it perfectly clear. 
it's very nice looking. It's it also is. very very pale. Yes, like that's about a two on the SRM. Mm-hmm. Ain't know. much there. Yeah, that's a very that's a that's like straw that's seen a ghost. Yeah, ghost it's straw. Pale. <laughs> it's pale. <laughs> <laughs> on the nose, oh boy, that is. Yeah, if you like passion fruit, yeah, you're gonna like the smell of this. I don't think I love passion fruit. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, well, okay, but you have to admit that they did not commit one of the Steve sins. Right, they didn't commit one of my sins, which yeah. is skimping on uh, whatever adjunct they said they're putting right. in. Right, they said there was gonna be passion fruit, and guess what? It's right up front, and I can yeah. smell it. Yeah. So yeah. Not against my sin. <laughs> yes. So they have passed muster so far on that one. Let's let's Ugh. taste it and let's see if they got it there too. Nah, I don't love it. You don't love it? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's dry. Really? Yeah. I didn't find it that dry. I found it really dry. Really? Let's try again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Less dry on the second time around, but still really dry. It, okay. I, all right, it's starting to dry out a little bit for me. Apparently, we're kind of coming to a consensus here. Yeah, after the second sip. Yeah, and I guess I don't know. I don't really know passion fruit that well. That's a very, very good point. Like but, if somebody put dragon fruit in front of me, I would have no idea what it was supposed to taste like. Right. Same thing with passion fruit. I do. I, I will say that there is a lot of passion fruit flavor in it. I mm-hmm. just don't think I like passion fruit. So it's not necessarily the problem of the beer; it's the problem of the fruit. Yeah. Well, there there there's some off flavors as well in the beer. Okay. Like on the back end, it has it has a little bit of an off flavor. Kind of like a like an artificial flavor. Yeah. yeah kind of so- like an artificial sweetener. Yeah, the, yeah, bit. there's something. Yeah, there's something not quite right on the back mm-hmm. end either. It, uh, yeah, I, I, I can certainly think of some situations in which I would drink this beer. It's going to be near water. That's it, what they're advertising. It's it. I mean, it looks it, according to the packaging, it looks like a uh, a beachside beer. Yeah, it, it's it's a beach beer. It's a, mm-hmm. it's and most most Kolsch's, I mean, right within their usage of America, mm-hmm. are meant to be. Nice summertime drinkers. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a, a February hunkered down beer. Yeah. But really, they're all all year wrong. Yeah. That, that's y- what they're... You, re- you can, well, I mean, we're Americans. We can drink whatever beer we want whenever we want. Right. Yeah. We can drink whatever we want whenever we want. I'm just saying in America, they're usually marketed as summertime beers, but mm-hmm. they're really just anytime beers. Yeah. So, and I guess that means it's time to get into the history of the Kolsch and what it actually is. In the beginning. In the beginning. So Kolsch is a hybrid style. Uh, I assume of lagers and ales. Yeah. Okay. There you go. (laughs) You're you're on the right track. You started started strong. (laughs) And then faltered? Well, no. If I asked you to continue, you might falter. Yeah, probably. (laughs) You haven't faltered yet. But uh, yes, it's a hybrid style of ales and lagers in so much that it is... One of the very few beers in Germany that is top fermented. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it's fermented with a nail yeast mm-hmm. and then cold conditioned. Aha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it originated in Cologne, Germany. Okay. Also known as Köln, Germany. This makes sense. K O L N umlaut over the O. Yes. Got to have, <laughs> got to have the dots. Yeah. Got to have the umlaut. Uh, Köln, it translates to colony 
Okay. And that's because it was an early Roman trading post. I did not know that. Yes. Yeah, it's on the... Uh, Hold on, let me do my map. <laughs> I'm shit at geography. <laughs> it's on the western side of Germany, so. Okay. Yeah, very close to all those other countries. Belgium, France. Mm-hmm. Spain? Not Spain. Okay. No, France blocks Spain. <laughs> France blocks Spain. You're right, it does. Yeah. Okay, I've never been there. Neither have I. I've never been to Europe. <laughs> Europe. Uh, yeah, they were a brewing culture in mm-hmm. Germany. They still are. But they were. <laughs> yes. Happy Oktoberfest to all that survived. Yes. As it continues, it ends on Sunday if you're listening to uh, this on a Friday. As you should. Yeah, as you should. But yeah, in uh, 1603, eh, there was a law that outlawed bottom fermenting. Really? Yes. In Cologne, Germany. Just in just in that town? In that town, surrounding areas. Oh. Just okay. kind of in the, in the Rhineland area, okay. as it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they had to figure out something else to do. So they went to the top. They went top for many ales. Hmm. And that's generally where you get Kolsch's and Alt beers. Mm-hmm. So Alt beers, they were kind of more developed in Dusseldorf and Kolsch's, obviously, in Köln. Mm-hmm. The, uh, they, they weren't too different from each other from the start. Alt beers and Kolsch's, they're very similar. They didn't use hops too much. But there, there was a little bit of hop. Hop prevalence wasn't very strong back in back in that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there wasn't much variety in malt, which is what eventually would really set apart Kolsch's and alt beers. Okay, what well, was the uh, the malt profile? Well, it was in uh, the 1800s that the pale malt came into prevalence. Okay, and that's when you found pilsners mm-hmm. starting to pop up. Yeah, but the ban on bottom fermenting lagers. Mm-hmm. Was still in effect. Gotcha. So they adopt in Köln. They adopted using pale malt in the grist mm-hmm. and kind of doing away with wheat. Okay. So they were basically setting up a pilsner, you know, base set. Mm-hmm. But but they, it was top fermenting. But still top fermented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where it comes from. Very that's cool. what it was. <laughs> uh, and they were very very uh, proud of themselves. Being that Cologne was the only area that did this, mm-hmm. they had outlawed the bottom fermenting, and they also just kind of decided that the conditions weren't right. For bottom conditioning. Yeah. Or bottom fermenting. Both. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. But I mean, the conditions weren't right for that, and so the Brewers Guild, they just weren't going to stand for shit beer. <laughs> like, they, they weren't going to allow people to brew bad pilsners. Right. Or, you know, other bad lagers. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, we can do these really well, though. Let's stick with this. Right. And they were very proud about that. And they're still very proud of it. Right. And I don't blame them one bit. But uh, the name Kolsch itself, it didn't originate as a style of beer. Kolsch was originally used to describe anything that came from the city of Köln. So so theoretically, uh, anything from that city, which could have been, and I, I know this is wrong, but like a porter or a stout or something like that could have been considered a Kolsch. All goods. Right. Oh, okay. All goods. Oh. So like chairs. Oh. <laughs> so you could theoretically have a Kolsch chair. It was like saying oriental, more or less. Gotcha. So yeah, it, it, to, to find not another other way to put it. Right. Just like anything from uh, Köln was called a Kolsch. Okay. Like this is my Kolsch chair. This is my Kolsch bed this is my coach car <laughs> right <laughs> no cars back then but yeah <laughs> this is my coach wagon <laughs> coach wagon coach wagon, Kolsch wagon. <laughs> uh 
it wasn't until 1918 when the Browery Sooner, they slapped a label on their beer that they were making, and they just, it's a Kolsch style. That's when the style came in. So, really, the entire style of a Kolsch is marketing. Because uh, they just, they claim to say, no, this is now a Kolsch, period. Uh, sort of. I mean, there's there's the obvious setup of that it has to be a pale malt mm-hmm. and that it has to be top fermented right. and so, aged. But what they did was they just, they marketed it, that style of beer. Right. Yeah. Because that area in, in region already had, had that style of beer well in play for hundreds of years. Right. And then you, as we go on, you'll see that it gets a little more in depth than that. Okay. It's not just marketing. Gotcha. They've taken it. They've taken it further, and they've really built the brand, <laughs> is what it is. It's a lifestyle brand now. Yeah, and that's what happens in uh, 1985. Oh, okay. They, ha- they held the Kolsch Convention. A Kolsch Convention? No, the Kolsch Convention. <laughs> okay. Not the Kolsch Convention. <laughs> uh, what the Kolsch Convention was about, though, was it was to protect the style. Mm-hmm. It was to truly define the parameters of what the style is. And it kind of brought the brewery, uh, the brewers together in that they could say that only Kolsch's could be brewed in Köln. So theoretically, what we're having here tonight are not true Kolsch's. You got it. Okay. <laughs> Anything that's in America is not a Kolsch. It's very much the uh, champagne. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's, it, that's, it, that's all it is. It's mm-hmm. just like if it's not from Champagne, France... It That's, ain't champagne. It ain't champagne. If it's not a Kolsch from Germany, it's not an actual Kolsch. That's why it says. That's why the three bones says Kolsch style. Gotcha. Okay. They're, they're at least respecting that. New Belgium, on the other hand, New Belgium straight up says it's a Kolsch, mm-hmm. and that's wrong because it's not from Köln, and they also put adjuncts in it, so that's wrong right. too. Although I will give them credit, uh, New Belgium did use the umlauts. That's fine. Where Aviator did not. So, <laughs> still committed a the pretty strong heresy. Yes, yes. <laughs> so the to get into the actual style of what was laid out the, the Kolsch convention, we kind of talked about a lot of it already. But three uh, three point five to four on the SRM mm-hmm. is you know what you should be aiming for. Twenty to thirty IBUs. It must be filtered. Okay. Must be Reinheitsgebot. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you ferment it. You ferment at a lower temperature. But not necessarily a a cold fermentation right. like a lager. Right. So between 59 and 68 degrees. Okay. Fahrenheit. I yeah. Assume. And then it has to be cold conditioned after that. Mm-hmm. Two months suggested. Okay. All right. And that's kind of where I found what the problems that could go wrong. Okay. So because you're fermenting at a lower temperature and if you don't age it properly... Mm-hmm. You can wind up with a good amount of uh, sulfur. Okay. Yeah. There, there, there. You get sulfur bad tastes mm-hmm. and aromas. And that might have been what you picked up. Yeah. Because in, in the early rounds, right? If the if the yeasts aren't uh, activated as well as they should be, because you you should also be using a real high attenuation yeast. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we. We commonly use like the California ale yeast, yeah, and that's high enough. But you're looking for like an 85 percent attenuation. Mm-hmm. 
because you really need a lot of active yeast. You need hungry boys. Yes. <laughs> they want to eat it all. Yeah. You need some hungry boys and you need them to, you know, eat it all up because if they're kind of slacking, if they don't go through, that's when you get the sulfur flavors. Mm-hmm. And even still, because you're fermenting at a low temp, you're probably going to wind up with sulfur flavors. And that's why you cold condition for two months. To get rid of that. Yeah, because it, it will eventually just kind of dissipate. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I was running into, though. Is like a lot of bad sulfur flavors. Where they just didn't drag it across the line, so to speak. Right. Whoever the brewers were, they didn't they didn't complete the task. Yeah, and may have rushed it to market. Uh, other things that you uh, have to consider is uh, the hops that you use. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, you should be using the Holler Tower. Makes sense. Yeah, that's the big popular one. Mm-hmm. You can use uh, Saz. You can use some of the other ones. Was Fuggle on the list? No. Damn it. <laughs> no, you're basically looking for German noble hops. I know, but I uh, just wanted to say it. In America, they're the Liberty mm-hmm. and the Mount Hood were developed to kind of mimic. Okay. So if you're doing... If, if you're, you're do- doing an American Kolsch? Yeah. You can do that. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, ABV, we were talking... You, the, the magic number is 4.8, mm-hmm. but you can go a little higher, a little lower. So we uh, actually, we missed it on both sides with the Aviator and the New Belgium. New Belgium went low on the 4.3. Aviator went high with 5.2. So hopefully the third one is right in the middle. Maybe. And we nail it. Maybe. Uh, they Currently, they, we're talking about they had that uh, Brewers Guild that all to come together. Mm-hmm. I believe there was originally 22 in 1985. Now there's just 16. Really? Yeah. But those are the sixteen, you know, approved brewers of Kolsch's. So theoretically, there are only there are only sixteen breweries that can genuinely produce a Kolsch. Right. Hmm. Yes, according to according to them. But obviously, that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, because we have three Americans. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but you know, again, it's just all champagne silliness and naming. Mm-hmm. Uh, couple of those breweries there are Bischoff, Mulhan, Gaffel, Peters, Gilden, and uh, Reisdorf. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Paffengen Kolsch. On the untapped, Paffengen, or Paffgen, mm-hmm. my, bad. my bad. It's all German to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paffgen Kolsch on the untapped German version, mm-hmm. that's the number one Kolsch. Of all time, at least according to Untapped. According to Untapped, yeah. If you filter out all the American beers, right? <laughs> uh, if you leave the American filter on, though, uh, on Untapped, it's Fine Line by the Suarez family. Okay, that seemed to be a regular one. All right, so that wasn't just like a one-off. It's well, no, I'm by regular, I mean like an actual just normal. Kolsch style. Oh, oh, instead of having all the adjuncts and... Right, because the very next one is Swedes and Heat, <laughs> which is uh, by Other Half Brewing, and it has lactose, oats, pineapple, and coconut. How So are the- you able to consider that a Kolsch? <laughs> Started out with a Kolsch base, I guess. I guess, and, all right. And I fermented it the way you're supposed to. All right. Hopefully. Uh, after that, Coffee Kolsch by the Hus Brewing Company. Okay. Yeah, and then it's Big Sprang by Trillium. All right. Followed by a regular Sprang 
By Trillium. By Trillium. Yeah. I heard of them. Yeah. That's on Untapped. If you go on Beer Advocate, mm-hmm. where the uh, where it's a Trillium and Treehouse circle jerk all the time, <laughs> uh, Big Sprang and Sprang are one and two on their uh, their top Kolsch list. Okay. So, yeah. Yep. I'm uh, I'm going to stick with this aviator. It's fine. Yeah. I like I'd, that beer. I'm probably going to stick with it, too. I, I would like to try an actual Kolsch from Koln. True. Well, maybe you're going to have to go to Costco, or maybe I'm going to have to go to Costco. No, no. Kolsch's in that box. Oh, sons <laughs> of bitches. That's cold-blooded. No Kolsch's in That's that box. That's cold-blooded. I'm sorry. Ah. <laughs> Man. All right. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, I, I noticed in my... I did find in my research, it is really hard to find American Kolsch's that are well-rated. Mm-hmm. And that aren't full of crazy shit. So I I have a hunch uh, it's because of something we had talked about earlier with it being a quote unquote simpler beer mm-hmm. where it doesn't have the super whamadine you know flavors and everything like that like just it's just a straight up simple beer. If it's pedestrian like that, you're not going to get the the high marks, right? So and uh, that's just that's just the basis of the style. That's what what you're going to get. It's yeah. going to become run of the mill, even though it's not. Yeah, I mean, even the even the German ones aren't terribly high rated mm-hmm. on Untapped either. They all kind of hover like, I think the highest they go is maybe three eight. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, that's. I'm, yeah. Conches are not the uh, the new hotness. No, they're not the hotness right now, but maybe we're the ones that change this. Yeah. But not with this new Belgian. <laughs> not a fan. All right. Next. I, I, I didn't I didn't mind it. Uh like you had said, I think it's the passion fruit that does it. I don't know of any other time that I've had passion fruit, especially this strong. Usually if it there is passion fruit, it's involved with several other fruits and it all kind of just gets together in the mush. Yeah, it's all it's all in some smoothie or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had just straight up passion fruit either in a beer or just in general. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm finally finding out that I too am not a big passion fruit fan. Yeah, I I don't know. Somebody go back into the archives, check our, check our work. <laughs> I think the only uh, I don't even know if we did it on the show though. What's that? Well, there is the uh the 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 oh shit the dragon fruit and yum yums. That was dogfish. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, don't uh, think- I don't know that we had that either. I don't know if we had that, but I think passion fruit is involved, obviously, with mm. dragon fruit. So, but again, that's involved. It's not the main show, right? This is, you know, it's passion fruit, and it is very strong on the passion fruit. Yeah, uh, like we had mentioned, especially on the nose. Yeah, it's, it it's, is super prevalent there. Yeah, it's harsh on the nose, actually. Mm-hmm. Unless you I like that sort of thing. If you then, like it, you might like it. Right. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what the third one brings. On episode 127 of the Hop Nation USA podcast, make sure to buy t-shirts at tpublic.com. Hell yeah. There. T-shirts. I felt good about that. Make us some money. Uh, we'll be right back. I think I don't have anything else when it comes to the style guys here. No, that's that's all I had. Uh, you know, Good you stuff. Check, check out the ones we're talking about. Check yeah. out the one at Amex. Yes, those definitely. Are, yeah, those are the good ones so far. Yes. But we'll see what number three holds. Maybe you'll find out too if you stick around. I'm Don Wrinkle, and everybody's got a podcast. And if you're gonna listen to one, Import Taste is the way to go. 
because it's very greasy. This is Bill Lawyerson to tell you that In Poor Taste is the podcast you should listen to if you want to get sued. I'm Big Jim, here to say if you listen to In Poor Taste, huh? Guess we'll give you a Christmas handy. It's In Poor Taste. It's definitely not a comedy podcast. And it's definitely not educational. And it's definitely Australian. Stop, Stop asking. asking! Hello, I'm a Giorgio Casadoro, and this is my brother. Fativa. Come on down, In Poor Taste, we'll take you back and polish your jewels. That's us. South Hills, Pittsburgh. Born and raised. Listen to In Poor Taste on the Podsberg Network. www.podsberg.com slash Taste for all of your edutainmentional podcast needs. If you guys said they were pod. Welcome back to episode 127, not 127 hours, starring James Franco. We ain't got that kind of capital. I can still cut your arm off. Please don't. You can cut your arm off. That's true. And I do have a pocket knife laying around here somewhere. Do it. But I'm not going to. It's good promo. No. We don't have a video element. Exactly. Never so mind. Don't do it. <laughs> no, if we had a YouTube channel, I still wouldn't. We do have a YouTube channel. Okay, well, I, I should say if the YouTube check channel out, was... Check the, out episodes of Yin's Bruin on it right now. That's true. Episode 3 just got posted earlier yeah. this week. Yeah. <laughs> How did you forget? <laughs> well, I, I guess my mindset was if that was our primary oh, okay. uh, conveyance. Okay. Yeah, we're not a Joe Rogan type. We are not the Joe Rogan type. We don't have cameras set up around the uh, the Hop Nation Central here. No. Yet. Yeah. However, if you want to pay us like 50 bucks an episode to watch us actually do this. I just got the Cash App. Wait, what? It's in Cash App. Oh, the Cash App. Oh, all right. Yeah, Cash App. All right. It's like PayPal, but uh, different. Oh, yeah, I don't like any of that. I know you don't. Boo. Paper money. Send one me up, money. One up my pocket. Send me money. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking coaches. Yes. Steve, you got a coach right in front of you. It's cold. It's crisp. It's ready to be drank. What is it? Yeah. So continuing on the trend, we are now one for two on trying to turn me into a Kolsch fan. That's batting 500. And yes. if this was baseball, y'all would be in the Hall of Fame. Kolsch's? Is that, are you saying that's a Kolsch's? Yeah. Y'all would be in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> Kolsch is a Hall of Fame beer. Uh, so yeah, we are the third beer we're drinking tonight is right here from Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. The local offering. The local offering. It is from the North Country Brewing Company. It is simply the North Country Kolsch. 5.4%. Can't find much else on it. <laughs> on the can, it says, This German-style Kolsch is light in color and malt character. Easy drinking with a slightly dry, crisp finish. Grab a can and hit the North Country Trail. So I find it interesting that they called it Kolsch style rather than, than a just a straight up Kolsch. They didn't say Kolsch style. I thought you just said it was a Kolsch style. No, German style. Oh, German style. Yeah, uh, German style Kolsch. Oh, German style Kolsch. Okay, well, yeah. it's, it's the style is there rather than just calling it a straight up Kolsch. Yeah, but the can still says North Country Kolsch. Yes. So it's a liar and it's a heresy. <laughs> they should make up for that by sending us some zombie bed. I don't think they brew that anymore. They can make it. They can make it. I'm sure it's in the recipe book somewhere. They got the recipes, but mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a lot to make. I don't, that's fine. <laughs> it's a lot. To that do. they got plenty of sins to cover up of it's this. A lot to do. This labeling <laughs> issue. And I don't think they send it to us. I think they're supposed to send it to the people of Cologne, Germany. <laughs> no, I just want more zombie bed. I know you just want more zombie. <laughs> that's the end game here. I know. 
I know what the end game is. <laughs> they don't have to apologize to us. We're heathen Americans too. This is true. Yeah. We don't care. We just we just got done saying how we don't care if it's filtered or not. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's, that's heresy. They get you thrown in jail in Cologne. Right. So really, it's just me being selfish. I just want some zombie bed. Send zombie bed. Hint. Dear Meg, send zombie bed. Hint, hint. Please and thank you. <laughs> Taking a look at this bad boy. This one's a little cloudy. It is, but I don't think it's quite as uh, cloudy as what the aviator was. No. This one's definitely in the middle when it comes to clarity. Yeah. In the middle for clarity. Uh, still on the lighter side of the aviator was the darkest. Yes. Quote, quote. Yeah. Right. Relatively you know, speaking. Yeah. At like five or four on the SRM. Mm-hmm. This one's still in that general two, three. Scared ghost. Yeah. Uh, it is not very effervescent. Not particularly. Head was none of them. None of them really have been though. No. Head was there. Dissipated fairly quickly. Uh, on the nose, fairly malty. Makes sense. Malty, crisp. Mm-hmm. Smells like. A German beer by the Germans. It smells like a boring beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's find out. Hey, that's completely drinkable, too. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I think this is the lightest of the three. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely the lightest in flavor. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, not a bad thing, though. No, no. Sometimes you just need that. And honestly, like, it, on the can, it said it was dry, but this is way less dry than that New Belgium. Right. No, this is... It does have a, a bit of a, I can't say a dry finish, but it, it has, the, the finish is, I can't quite describe it, so I'm not sure what I'm driving at here, but it has that type of finish where it feels like a German beer. It's kind of that multi cracker. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm looking for is the cracker. Yeah. It, like, it, it, the, the as the liquid just dissipates, it leaves mm. like a, almost a film of multi cracker on your tongue. Maybe that's what I'm driving yeah. at. Yeah. But whatever it is, it has that vibe to it. Right. That's not a detriment. It just is. Yeah. It, it just is. Yeah. I would say, you know, flavor-wise, it's probably closest. I'm guessing. <laughs> right. I'm guessing. But I'm guessing it's probably closest to what you would get in Germany. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the Three Bones, it was a little sweet, which is a characteristic of the Kolsch. Yes, but, but it, it might have been cranked up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, th- that, that was definitely sweeter than... Uh, what mm-hmm. we're having now yeah no this isn't bad at all i no. uh, i can dig upon this no yeah it, it just also is the lightest in flavor character <laughs> though so yeah but totally drinkable absolutely because that's what i'm gonna keep doing would drink over a pilsner <laughs> physically both <laughs> you mean like <laughs> both in the metaphorical stand over top of a pilsner and just drink this cold right over top of it in its Hell face yeah. i'm gonna bully some bud light right now <laughs> <laughs> just threaten it <laughs> i like it yeah i like your style steve yeah i'm uh i'm about this all right well that's a pretty decent beer mm-hmm. i'm not mad at it no nor should you be so moving on yes time for a third segment and Fun times. we're in october and it's officially spooky time Mm-hmm. it's not too spooky no but it is spooky time. And it's not spooky tooth time, although that is out, and that is delicious. Yeah, no, it is spooky tooth time, I believe. It is. It I, is I, I, uh, uh, once it turns October, pumpkin beers are on the table. So I had this problem last Friday at happy hour, mm-hmm. where I actually had the opportunity to, to get in on some pumpkins. Yeah. Passed. Okay. Uh, now, Oktoberfest I was fine with. I, right. had, I had one or two Oktoberfests. But the pumpkin, because it was still 80 degrees outside. Right. It's got to cool down yeah, a little bit. Not, yeah, I got to be able to, weather. yeah, I got to willingly wear a flannel shirt, then okay. I can get up on some pumpkins. 
that first wet rain where you slip on some yeah. leaves. <laughs> yeah. You slip and you bust your ass on some leaves. Then it's time All for right, a pumpkin All right, it's time to go home. Pumpkin beer. Yeah. Save the soul. <laughs> Crack that pumpkin nitro. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, with spooky season in mind, we also know that there is a bunch of candy out on the shelves. Candy, 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 candy. And as grown-ass adults, you can decide when to eat your candy, and it's obviously going to happen before Halloween. Example, breakfast. Yeah. Tomorrow. Breakfast, tomorrow, whenever. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're driving into work. Driving into today. work. Driving home from work. Yeah. Stealing from your co-worker's desk. I, I do that already. That yeah. doesn't need to be October to do that. I'm just saying that that's, but you get specific Halloween candy. Right. Yeah. Right. Although, admittedly, the best time to get Halloween candy is November 1st. Depending. Like, it, it's, it's changed at Walmart. Really? Walmart is a scumbag company. So, well, do they just swap over directly to Christmas candy at that mm-hmm. point? Oh. Yeah. So they didn't even give you the opportunity. Yeah, they don't give you sales. You got, you got to go to Eagle. Yeah. Well, Eagle I'm, will give you the sales on the first. I'm all right with that. Yeah. Got to go to Eagle sales. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're in a pinch, shop and save. Maybe Wegmans if you're on the other side of the state. I'm not sure. You could go north for that, too. Up yeah. in New York, they got them there. Well, I'm just not sure if Wegmans does the sales. I'm assuming. Wegmans, get at us. Give them the benefit of the doubt. We'll tag them. We'll ask them. <laughs> Kroger, maybe too. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, we thought it was important for us to put out a beer and candy pairing guide. Yes, of course. Because yeah, you're an adult and you're going to be eating your candy. So what beers should you be drinking while you eat your candy? And conversely, if you already have one of these beers in your fridge, you can work backwards and get that candy to distribute so you can already pair with the beer that you have. Kids don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they, kids don't know. They're walking around as Captain America. They're just happy to be getting, you know, pillowcases full of whatever. No Captain Americas this year. It's all about that Joker, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's a bunch of Jokers and mummies. That's all there is. Wait, mummies? I don't know. Mummies is in. I say, that was the latest Tom Cruise one, wasn't it? Wasn't that awful? <laughs> I didn't see it because I heard that. it was so bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I heard it was so bad I didn't see it. So. Weren't they trying to build their own MCU yeah, kind of situation? Yeah, yes, the Universal was trying to build its own MCU, and they made the mistake of forgetting that, oh, yeah, all of the properties are horror movies, Yeah, and they didn't make horror movies. They yeah. made action films. <laughs> so Swing and a miss. Yes, they shitted it. <laughs> <laughs> Their pants shitted. <laughs> so we picked out five candies that are already popular around the Halloween season. Yes. And we're going to give you some pairings. Keep in mind, though, that we are not Cicerone trained. No. This is just shit we like. We're just a couple of gym hoax and this with is an thing, opinion. Right. So if this doesn't work and you get mad at us, don't blame us. No. <laughs> No, we're along for the ride along with you. Yeah, look where you got your sources from. <laughs> we don't have degrees in beer. No. No, we are not classically trained in any of this. We're just jagoffs with the microphones, and that makes us right. Yeah. Yeah. We're taking the Mark Madden approach. Right. <laughs> Sometimes, look, even though we're not Cicerone trained, you still have to re- remind the audience that you are right. Yeah. Right. Because we are right. That's right. So, we started with the first candy, and it's probably the most popular... I think it's the most popular. And it's probably the one I eat the most of. Zero? What? The zero bar? No. Okay. Absolutely good. not. Good, because I didn't do any research on that one. Yeah. No. The Reese's pumpkin. <laughs> All right. Everybody eats the Reese's pumpkin. They they're pretty good. It's training for the Reese's tree. <laughs> <laughs> you start with the round ones, that way you roll into the pointy ones and right. you're already ready. You're ready. 
<laughs> then you go back to the round ones with the eggs. <laughs> you coast down on the back half. Yeah, when when old what's his face comes back. <laughs> what's his face? <laughs> Moving along, the Reese's pumpkins. Yeah, what'd you pair with that one? My pairing is the Sunny Side Up uh, Little Amps Double Coffee by Pizza Boy. Hell yeah, it's a that, good beer. Hell yeah, it's a uh, it's a coffee beer. And I figured, you know, you you got the peanut butter, you got the chocolate. Ah, coffee goes pretty good with that. Yeah. And that's a good ass beer. Yeah. So put all that together, you're going to have yourself a time. I've been to breakfast. I've had coffee and peanut butter in the same meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as a matter of fact, the uh, the coffee creamer that I have right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Oreo flavored. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, there, there's there's Reese's coffee. Uh, I've had that before too. There's also Reese's whipped cream to put on your coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just live that Reese's life. Yeah, so that all works. Mm-hmm. That checks. <laughs> <laughs> I went a little different. I was thinking peanut butter, and then I was thinking jelly. Oh, okay. And I was, the Strange Roots. They have their grape Concord Kool Aid. Okay. It's like a sour. All right. Yeah. Oh, all right. It's pretty good, and you mix it with the peanut butter. You have yourself. You get the grape jelly and the peanut butter. I like that. Yeah, I thought that might go. That would, well. yeah. I think that's gonna work pretty well. Yeah, somebody try that. Do that. <laughs> Can't we just take Reese's pumpkins down to the Strange Roots? Yeah, sure, and, probably. And then just do that. Yeah, sure, probably. I don't know if it's on tap right now, but it's a thing. I don't know. We could start making a thing of just taking Reese's pumpkins down to Strange Roots. Yeah, and they can tag us on social media. Sure. If you're not in the Pennsylvania area, though, just find like a Berliner Weiss mm-hmm. with like some raspberries in it. Yeah, or something. The uh, the Rubeus by Founders, I think, would would work in that. That's a good beer. I like that beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So the next one is it's Skittles. 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 I, everybody knows Skittles. Everybody loves Skittles. Hell yeah. As long as you don't mix them in with M and M's. Yeah, that's bullshit. That is. That's that's a total dick move. It's a dick move. Yes. But, you know, like Skittles, you love getting little little miniature bags. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome because they have all the different flavors that are out. Yeah. So you get little miniature different bags out. Mm-hmm. Mix pairing. it up a little bit. So, Steve, what was your choice for the Skittles pairing? So I kind of went just with uh, a style, but oh. I did have two suggestions for it. Okay. That I thought would go really well. So I think the one that goes... Bestest. 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 Okay. Some Skittles with some Golden Monkey by Victory. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And then I also thought the Voodoo Love Child by Voodoo, obviously. So you're going Belgians? Yeah. Um, Belgian triples, okay. specifically. Okay. <laughs> High booze, a little bit of fruits. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All kinds of sugar. You go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I went in a slightly different direction. Uh, I went with an offering from Full Pint from right here in Pittsburgh, the Wild Side T-Funk. They uh, are Berliner Weiss. Okay. Uh, I figure the uh, kind of the the fruity, fruity sugariness of the uh, the Skittles would pair nice with a nice tart beer over there on the T-Funk. Yeah, more than likely. So I think those two would work well together. Yeah. So that's, that's what I went with. Yeah. Easy peasy. Makes sense. Yeah. All right, the next one. Kind of a popular candy bar, sort of, kind of. Mm-hmm. Sort of, kind of. It's around a lot. Milky Way? The Milky Way. The Milky Way, I actually had a little bit of a trouble with this one. Really? Well, uh, and this is something that we talked about uh, between segments, was we weren't entirely sure what was in a Milky Way and how that differed from a Three Musketeers. Right. Uh, it turns out, 
caramel is the difference. That's the difference. It, they're both just chocolate wrapped around nougat. Yeah. Fluffy nougat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for what I went with was The Fear by Flying Dog. Okay. Uh, because you have the, the chocolate and you have the caramel, but the flying or the uh, the fear, it, it's got a good taste of like graham cracker and chocolate. So you kind of mix that all together. And the fear with, also has, it's a pumpkin beer in it. Yes, I believe yeah. it is. Yeah, the fear is a pumpkin beer. So with that and the nougat, I'm just going to assume is a substitute for marshmallow. Okay. Because I don't really know what nougat is. <laughs> <laughs> So I just kind of, I just kind of stretched that out to say, yeah, it's pretty much marshmallows. Okay. So I'm gonna have myself a s'mores, and if that's a pumpkin s'mores, even better. It's October. Okay, so you bumbled your way into a pumpkin s'more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because you don't know what a nougat is. Do you know what nougat is? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of went, I went different, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, but Milky Way and Three Musketeers. I mean, they're both pretty boring. Because they are just chocolate and nougat. Right. So I figured you need to spice that up a bit, make it a little bigger. And since you're already shoving, like, like the one thing I do know about eating those that I like is that they can just kind of, like, fill up your mouth. <laughs> like, you just like like a dog when it eats peanut butter. It's the same way when I eat, like, Milky Way or Three Musketeers. You just keep smacking your lips. And yeah, just, blah, blah, blah. just all kinds of garbage in my mouth. Mm-hmm. So I figured just make that worse. Uh, by adding the Prairie Birthday Bomb. Oh, okay. Now, the Birthday Bomb is full of all kinds of fucking crazy flavors. Mm-hmm. It's got the coffee. It's got the cocoa nibs. It's got the spicy chili. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a lot of flavor in it. And it's also a super thick, thick, thick stout. So, you're kind of going with the Three Stooges approach, where you're just going to stuff everything into a small doorway? Yeah. Okay. And that doorway is my face. Okay. And then I drowned in Milky Way <laughs> and Prairie Bomb. There are probably worse ways to go out. Sure, absolutely. I'll actually guarantee there's worse ways to go out. Yeah. But not this way. But not this way. The next one is, this one's a bit of a wild card. I wasn't sure what to do with this one. But the uh, this is a twofer. This is a twofer. We're going to go with the, the Mounds or the Almond Joy. Slash. Slash. Yes. Again, it's the same, it's kind of the same paradox of Milky Way and Three Musketeers. Mm-hmm. The only difference is nuts. Right. Almond Joy's got nuts. Mounds don't. don't. Because. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we don't get paid. Nope. Uh, Steve, what did you have? So I kind of took a approach. I don't eat Almond Joy. Almonds suck. <laughs> oh. Deal with it. <laughs> okay, so you're a Mounds guy. I'm a Mounds guy. All right. Absolutely, because I do love my coconut. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went with I Love Lamp, which is the Pineapple Hefeweizen by Evil Genius. Ooh, okay. Yeah. What full tropical flair. Yeah. You get a little chocolate, you get a little coconut, you get a little pineapple. I like it. It's like I a, like it. It's a pina chalaca. Pina chalaca. Colada chocolate. Trademark it. Trademark them both. both. Everybody sued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know what? Since you went mounds, I'm going to go Almond Joy. I Good. don't think it's going to make a difference. No. But just for variety's sake. Uh, I actually had two beers for this one, and I couldn't quite decide which one to go with. Okay. So I'm going to give you both. They're both kind of the same thing. Uh, the first one was the Halalima Ale by North High. Okay. That's a jalapeno beer. Yeah, we've had that. Yes, we have. Uh, the other one was the Tommy Nogger Green Chili Lager. Okay. Um, the reason I went with that was kind of the same thing you went with, with the uh, the coconut. 
Yeah. Uh, the coconut and the jalapeno and the spice, I think, would be a good combination. Throw a little chocolate over top of that to smooth things out a little bit. Yeah. I think you're in business. Yeah, I think the jalapeno would work pretty well. Yeah. Because it also has, like, the lime and the jalapeno. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, that, I think that would work swimmingly. Yeah. Well, time for the final category. And it's it's... A plague is what it is. Yes, it is. It's a plague on the world of candy, but you can never escape it. It's always around, and then... It will always, find you. You always wind up taking three or four anyway, just to remind yourself how stupid it is. <laughs> it's, your, it's the stupid tax. It's the stupid tax. <laughs> uh, it's candy corn. Candy corn. That one was real easy. Me too. <laughs> I, uh, I went with American Light. Okay. Because if I'm going to have a bad night... I'm just going to throw all my chips in and have a really bad night. If I'm going to have shitty candy. <laughs> shitty candy with shitty beer. Okay. Just have a shitty night. Okay. I'm just going to turn off the lights, turn off the TV, and just stare <laughs> at the wall and eat candy corn and drink this beer and just feel bad about everything. I can imagine people who enjoy candy corn also enjoy American Light. So, yeah. so yeah. yeah it, that plays. That plays. If, if I'm going to have bad candy, I'm going to have bad beer. I'm just going to have a bad night. Just get it all out. It's like the purge. But just like with one person. Okay, yeah. Just you committing crimes against yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody can stop you. Right, exactly. <laughs> I went different. <laughs> okay. So my uh, my concept is, uh, you know, candy corn, it tastes bad. Kind of mm-hmm. leaves a waxy film in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Waxy taste on your tongue. Uh, the best way to solve that problem is to just burn it all out. <laughs> okay. And I went with the Hell on Wood Barley Wine from Duclaw. Oh, shit. Okay. And honestly, any barley wine. Yeah. <laughs> just just barrel booze hotness. It's just going to be a hot beer and the candy corn ain't even going to... It won't phase you. Yeah. You won't remember because you just won't taste anything for a while. <laughs> just barley wine yourself out. So you're you're just going to take the bulldozer approach. Yeah, absolutely. And just, just, just bury it. Hell yeah. Kill dozer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Killdozer is an American hero. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> that was quite the escapade, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. I I like your idea better because I don't want to drink American Light. Right. Of course, I don't want to eat candy corn either. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to eat candy corn. Yeah, I don't want to be in this category whatsoever. Right, but if you fuck up and make it a mistake and just like, oh, let's see, maybe they changed the formula. That's what it is. People just constantly testing to see if they changed the formula and they didn't. Right. Yeah, it's like Golden Corral. Yeah. You go like once every other yeah. year to see, well, maybe it got better. It didn't. No. It didn't get better. Goddamn Jeff Foxworthy <laughs> tricking me. <laughs> <laughs> but they got a, a chocolate fountain now. It's got to be better. No. They got ribs and shrimps. I'm going to check it out. Ah, oh, goddamn Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> <laughs> you got my twelve ninety nine again. <laughs> if you're eating ribs and shrimp <laughs> off a buffet... You might be an asshole. <sighs> Golden Corral. <sighs> Damn it so much. Okay. So, yes, this that was our beer and pairing guide. The first of maybe many? I don't know. Sure. No, I mean, I mean, just like as far as, uh, what, do you, what do we want to call it? Spooky themes? Uh, yeah, okay. We, we might have other spooky segments throughout the month. Yeah, Spooktober. We're definitely going to do a trick-or-treat episode. Yes. Let's say that for sure. So that's that's one more spooky thing to look forward to. What I like to think we should do is just have... We should just dress Bubba up. Uh-huh. And then just have him come to the door. Okay. Three times. Yeah. 
delivering beer. Again, we don't have a video element, but I, 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 I get don't it. care. I'm, on, I'm still on board. Yeah. yeah. We'll dress him up. <laughs> Just for us. <laughs> and then he delivers us a beer in a different costume yeah. each time. Yeah. 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 No, I don't I'm, care if it's like a reverse trigger tweet, treat. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I don't care. Yeah, no, I'm on board with it. It's just, again, we don't have video element, so. I got got a GoPro. We can make this happen. (laughs) I'm the Joker, baby. I got you a beer. (laughs) Well, that's in the future. Yes. For now, we're still with the Colches. It's Colch time, baby. And uh, we have this North Country. Yes. I liked it. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. And when you say it's fine, I don't think that's an insult. No, it's not an insult because it's it's very it's very straightforward beer. Yeah, and it doesn't have to have any any fancy foo foo stuff going on. Yeah, just a drinker. The the style is not the me- meant to be full of bells and whistles. No, two of the ones that we had weren't. It's the the VW Beetle of yeah. beers. Yeah, you know it is. It's safe, reliable. It'll get you exactly where you need to go. Yes, nothing more, nothing less. Drink them, check them out. So I think it's time we go to the podium. Yes, and it is your honor, your honor. Yes, uh, bronze. This is very easy this week. Bronze goes to the Passion Fruit by New Belgium. Okay, that is. I don't. I don't want to say undrinkable. It is definitely not undrinkable. Perhaps to your personal palate. Yeah, for me. But I, it is not undrinkable. I think in yeah, general. Yeah, for me, I just uh, that is not something I want to go back to ever again. Okay, it, it was too dry. It had a weird off flavor on the back end, and I don't think I like Passion Fruit. Especially not this much. <laughs> not in this kind of... Too much passion. Nah. Passion Fruit needs to be a background singer. Not a main act. Keep it Kevin, Kevin Federline. Yeah. Uh, Silver is going to go to the North Country. I like this beer a good bit. Like I said, it's very drinkable. It's uh, a little light on the flavor. But it's better than most Pilsner's. I can't stand most Pilsner's or Lager's. Just something about them. They don't have, I don't know, the flavors always seem off to me. This is light. It's crisp. You know, it's refreshing enough. If it was hotter, if I was, you know, sweating, mm-hmm. I would drink this. Grass cutter? Yeah, definitely grass cutter. Uh, it's just the fact that it's a little light on the flavor mm-hmm. that puts it in silver behind the Aviator Three Bones. That one was really, really good. Like, I really like that one, and that's something... I guess I wish it was a little cheaper. (laughs) Like, it's not that expensive. Right. But if it was on the level of, like, just regular macro. You drink it all the time. You just drink that all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, you would just replace macro with that. Like, (laughs) this is one of those beers. We've talked about beers like this in the past where, like, they're not, they don't blow your socks off. But, man, if you just switch to this (laughs) as your main (laughs) drinker, that's what you do. Right. Because it, it's so much more flavorful and easy drinking and really refreshing. It's got it hits all of those notes. Mm-hmm. And despite all three beers being heresy according to the law of Germany, we're not in Germany, so fuck them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Suck my dick, Germany. <laughs> no, no, don't wait. No, wait. No. no, no, we have a lot of listeners yeah. right now. Yeah, I didn't mean it. I take it back. <laughs> Suck my dick, America. <laughs> Nope, that doesn't work either. No? All right, I'm just going to jump in here and cut you off, because you're just going to keep <laughs> bouncing around from country to country. Telling them to suck my dick. Yeah, exactly. Although, if you tell every single country, then nobody's left out. Nobody's, you know, Suck my dick, out. Earth. 
There you go. That's okay. what you were looking for. Get him. All right, I, it's time for me to jump in on the rankings here. And it's pretty much the exact same thing that Steve said. Uh, bronze is going to go with the new Belgium, the passion fruit. Uh, there's a lot of passion fruit in this beer. There's a lot going on. If you're a passion fruit person, I may have found out that I am not a passion fruit person. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, especially on the nose, it is potent in that regard. Um, silver and gold, I think, are bunched uh, much closer together uh, compared to the bronze. But North Country, uh, good, solid drinker. Yeah, this is a good replacement for an everyday beer. If you've got, you know, if you have an uncle or a father-in-law or somebody like that who only drinks their Coolers Lights, their Millers, or whatever it may be, hand them one of these, this will start the process of bringing them over away from the dark side. Making converts. Yes, yes. This is a this is a convert beer. Aviator is also a convert beer, but it also appeals... I mean, they they both appeal to everybody, but I think this one was just a little bit sweeter, a little bit tastier. Uh, yeah, I dug it. it. Just by a little bit, Aviator takes it over North Country, but just a skosh, but a skosh nonetheless. So they get the gold medal. Right on. And I think more importantly, what we've learned is that I had some really bad koshas early in my career of drinking, but there are good koshas out there. Yes. And I am more willing to try them now. So I still think the NX is the best one, though. Perhaps that's a, a lesson in general we should pass along, is if you've had early faults with styles of beer, yeah, go back and try them again. Because people may have figured them out correctly now. Yes. Maybe you just haven't had the right one yet. Right. Maybe you still just haven't had the right one. Right. And that's a lot like life. Because, you know, there's you might get yourself into relationships or jobs, they're just not right for you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have to get out there and keep trying. That's that's my way for that making was... amends for saying suck my dick earth. There you go. All right. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. Just trying to make good. <laughs> didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. No, I mean, I didn't mean suck my dick earth. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> anyway... If you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA, and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher, like Stitcher Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Overcast, Pocket Cast, uh, Laughable. That's good enough. Moving on. Bottlecast. <laughs> Bottlecast? Something. All right. <laughs> could be. Okay. And if you're on any of those platforms, leave us a five-star review because... We are a six-star show, but they only let us use five. And that's a bigger crime than four hours of wrestling being on the goddamn night we tape these fucking shows. (laughs) All right, that's a wrap, folks. (laughs) Be back for episode 128. Can't confirm what it's going to (laughs) be. But it's going to be good. It'll happen. Can't confirm that either. I can't confirm it'll happen. It'll happen. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, Hop Nation. 